Squadrons podcast. I'm your host, Time Bomb here. This week with me, I have got one of the best console controller players in Star Wars Squadrons from Orange Squadron. Nathan, buddy, thank you for being on the team. On the team. Uh, Thank you for being on the team, but thank you for being on the podcast today. (laughs) Thanks for having me in both. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you for for being on Orange Squadron, man. You honestly, you you being on Orange Squadron, definitely, I feel like just helped us get so much better. I'll say that first and foremost. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm man. Yeah, lately we've been able to play like you know daily too. Like you're you're you and me pretty much are the dedicated you know daily players, and everyone else kind of comes as they can. So it's, it's nice to have that going. And and you've just been killing it since I'm, I'm trying to think when I first met you. I think was that night that we did that. I did a multi stream with uh with like Anger Bang and uh and yeah. Stuff. Um, Jordan, wasn't that? Jordan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few other streamers who don't play as much as they did then, and I just remember right away I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's." I remember just the thing. Well, this guy knows how to <laughs> how to get get picks for sure. How did you How did you find out about Star Wars Squadrons first? I follow all Star Wars stuff, so like the second is a Star Wars game, like I buy it. Mm-hmm. So I had it pre ordered, so I could get the extra helmets, but they <laughs> suck. <laughs> So what you had been playing all like the Star Wars games that had come out before, but were you playing uh what is it? I always mess up Battlefront? Yes, yeah, so I think I have about fifty Star Wars games. I think forty three was my last count, including this one. <laughs> oh my god. So like since I was little, like Star Wars is my thing. I have like Star Wars Starfighter, which is terrible. <laughs> but I wanted a PlayStation and Jedi Starfighter. I have fun memories of this game, but I recognize now arbitrarily they are awful. So you came in more from as like a Star Wars fan since you grew up and playing the Star Wars games on console the whole time. Did you ever play any like PC Star Wars games from back in the day, like some of the other, you know, members of the community has? I've played a Star Wars game around my friends, but mm-hmm. that was I can't even remember what it was called, but it was horrible. And mm-hmm. um, I played it for about twenty minutes and I was done. Mm-hmm. But I've always had Playstations growing up, so I had like I think my first one was. Jedi Power Battles, which is in time Phantom Menace came around, because it's... And I've got Masters of Terrascacy, and then the um, Phantom Menace game, and then Bombard, then Bombard Pod Racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had mentioned, too, because just being, like, a fan of Star Wars, too, that you have, like, a big Lego collection of Star Wars stuff, too, right? Yeah, I have about 50 sets. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. That's so cool, though. Like, I... Yeah, do you have them... How many do you have, like, set up at a time on display or anything like that? I have about 40 of them set up. Like, I've got a, like, my apartment's quite big. Mm-hmm. And then I have some on my dining room table because I don't use it to food. I use it as a Lego display. <laughs> That's amazing. Your kids must love that too, seeing all those Star Wars Legos. Oh, yeah. I've got about 30 sets that are missing pieces that I need to find out where to go and <laughs> when I get rid of that. Well, it's because all the Star Wars pieces are the best. So, Absolutely. Oh, Squadrons came out. You knew about it. You're playing. Um, have you played the Starfighter Assault game? Like, did you? You know what I mean? Did you feel like? Yes. You're... 
It, I mean, I played that a couple of times, but I used to play with my two friends who were also quite big Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. and they just, they weren't too fat. Um, they weren't too keen on it, so we'd play like I can't remember the game mode where you could be like forty on forty, and you, some of you are in spaceships, some of you are on the ground. So I would just go get a couple of kills and get into a spaceship, and whenever they were like in trouble, I'd just launch torpedoes at the ground wherever they were near where they were, because no friendly fire to help them out. It sounds like a great, honestly, that sounds amazing. Actually, I'd love to play a game of like that <laughs> with Star Wars. That sounds sweet, actually. What game was that? Was thought that was really cool. Mixed mode, uh, mixed uh, formats of a game. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. So then you had some friends who played squadrons with you after that when you start when the game launched. Yeah. In Operation One and Two, we used to always be together. Um, well. We weren't very good at that point, mm-hmm. and I worked. I sort of worked out the game. Whereas my friends, I think they were they were more into Battlefront because a bit more arcadey, and they mm-hmm. didn't like how complicated. And obviously, the matchmaking at the start, we got consistently stomped. Mm-hmm. I think my first game was against Deathwatch, and then my second game was as well. <laughs> In fleet battles, but, yeah, yeah. Did it's you not a good experience? Did you do the story mode first? Were you kind of jumping online into multiplayer? Oh, I, I, I always play the story mode. I. I any Star Wars story, I want to know what's happening. So I was straight on that. I played it like easy, medium, hard, and then the hardest mode. Mm-hmm. And then I did, and then I went online and got stumped and went back to campaign for a week and then decided to give it another go. <laughs> so it did take you a few, kind of a couple of weeks then before you were really playing online. Uh, yeah, consistently. Like mm-hmm. I only used to play with my friends, but they kind of got a bit sick of the game because they just didn't get it, like how to. The mechanics and they're chaining the boosts so mm-hmm. I mean, they, didn't, they just didn't enjoy it it wasn't for them i had the pretty much identical experience but i feel like almost at an accelerated pace because it was like literally within two, within a week of the game coming out like the five or six guys i got it with half of them didn't play it and then within a month all of them didn't play it so they, they dropped off quickly i had to go to like i want i enjoyed the game a lot i really liked it i thought it was a different game that i was kind of used to and i thought it was fun so i had to go to the go to the discords right away to like start playing with people so i kind of had a bet i didn't really have the terrible matchmaking experience like solo uh, queuing. Yeah. i was stacked basically when you went in at that point early everyone was kind of there like i met people from like all of the teams that are competitive now would all basically just go and stack up there. It was like before gray really took off, people would just randomly kind of stack up in the star Wars squadron discord. How did oh, you, cool. yeah, it was kind of like the precursor, but then there was some, I don't even remember some drama there. So then people couldn't be on that discord. So then they moved on to, I don't know that kind of like broke things up. And then there was 50 discords of all the teams kind of started off. How did you find your way from being just like a solo queue person and then on to discord? Um, well, at first, like, I was trying to find people to play with because I, like, I realized being in a team must have so many advantages. I went on the Facebook page and thought, yikes, this place is horrible. Everybody's, like, terrible to each other. <laughs> this is not my point. I looked on Reddit and I saw an, uh, one of those Wingman Wednesday. And mm-hmm. I just clicked the first link, which happened to be TFA. And that's, I didn't even have Discord until then, so I thought, oh, I'd zap. Went to TFA. And then, um... I found some people there, but I didn't have like the right synergy with a lot of people. I, I made some good friends, and there were great people there. And then, um, uh, what's their YouTube? Meet Yoga. So he was streaming one day, and I came up against him. And um, I think I piled right for like, I racked up like a lot of kills against these guys. <laughs> and, like, do you want to come play? And they added me to their Discord, which is where I met Darkblade. 
Nice. He's the one who pulled me into Orange, and then I just made friends from there. Right, yeah. And I think you, because you kind of got into the competitive scene a little bit there. You, I can't remember if you ever played, got to play with Media and their team, but I know you played with, uh, you said you kind of got pulled into a Cavern Angels one for one Cal Cup early, I think it was as well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I ran into Gold. Uh-huh. Solo queue, which was never, which is not the best experience, but they said you flew well. Come jump on our Discord, and like occasionally, I that was, like they let me fly with them when they need when needs when they have space. Mm-hmm. Like the critical cool guys, and um, I wasn't on a team for this is the second Cow Cup, and then CA Blue was just like, oh, we need players, and I think Flute asked me to come. Like we haven't got any PK, do you want to come in? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like we we formed like about twenty minutes before we had to register. We got through the first brackets, so we were. That's all we wanted to do, and we did quite well. Mm-hmm. And then we got, and then from there on, we just got steamrolled. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing it goes. But you started to get that sort of competitive experience, and I think somewhere in there, we were like, "Yeah, Nathan, come join, <laughs> come join Orange." The one thing I wanted to talk yeah. to about uh, about the Discord thing too is because I, I actually it was funny just before we were like talking about how you use Discord, and I kind of got my mind blown a little bit because. I always used it with earbuds underneath my gaming headset, and I guess I just assumed you did it that way too. But what? How exactly are you doing it? Oh, uh, earbuds! I can't hear my TV very well, mm-hmm. so I am. Um, I just have you on loudspeaker, like you're on loudspeaker now. I'm on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I don't have a my PC. Um, well, it does my laptop doesn't work, so and I can't bother to buy a new one because mm-hmm. I don't need it at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I play PS4 on my TV, and then discord on my phone and it is buggy as hell on the phone <laughs> yeah the phone is the worst experience for discord audio maybe that's the reason why i didn't take off and like zoom stuff or something like that because it's not as stable in that way but i'm on the on the pc and on the if you can play it on your laptop it goes a lot smoother that way that is the the only difference i would say but i mean you make it work might- obviously like having the TV playing it with the sound that way. Yeah, I mean, I I can't. I don't like the game about music and sound, so mm-hmm. I have to have it on. Plus, the only issue is sometimes like I'll be talking and nobody's acknowledging me, and I'm like, oh wait, it's bugged out again. I need to restart Discord. That's the only downside to it. On the and it it rarely happens in actual games. Um, uh, you probably don't have it on that low power mode like you had said actually in those situations so it doesn't happen in, in real games but yeah. yeah occasionally it does happen sometimes like when we're talking about stuff for a long time in between games you'll just like we haven't heard nathan for a while uh where you at buddy <laughs> so that's the yeah one. that was like last week it was quite a sweaty game we were in i was like someone resupply me anyone <laughs> okay they can't hear me <laughs> yeah you, you don't get no resupplies for you in this situation <laughs> But I think that's the biggest thing, too, for a lot of console players are missing out on is because the majority, like I said, I went early to Discord so that I could and I met all these people. The majority of the like competitive, the, you know, the uh, higher level players is on Discord. So it's really important, I think, for people to get on the Discord to meet up with these Discord players, too, so that, you know, the you learn a lot more from those people so that it just would be better for the yeah. console players to mix. Yeah, that was like the big issue my friends had when they quit the game is they weren't... I mean, they wanted to play for fun, not competitively. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm competitive by nature, so they didn't have time to learn all the tricks of the boost. They just want to shoot people, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, when you look at the Reddit, when you see on the Facebooks, when you, you know, find out a little bit about this game, you see people complaining about the advantages that PC players have, right? Obviously, they talk about the multi-drift and, you know, the advanced power management and the shield skipping. People think that you, uh. they can't compete with these things. But here you are on controller console and you have like a what like a one average death right now that's 0.85 at the moment so like <laughs> just um a lot of it is like mental so like yeah it kind of sucks we can't do these things but like i wouldn't turn into fencar if i had advanced power management like that's not why Fencar's good. Fencar's good because he's learned how to do it um advanced power management like a lot of people say it's 95 percent efficiency so, like, if I'm working suboptimally and I can keep up with most people, like, that 5% probably isn't all that. And then you have, I mean, shield skipping would be nice, right? Mm -hmm. But just don't get shot. Just well, dodge. Like, yeah. not to evade. Like, I think people who rely on the crutch, like, people who relied on dead drift in Operation 1 mm -hmm. and Operation 2 were very killable. Yeah. I mean, I so, definitely, I mean, myself, I... When I when dead drifting was passed, I was like, I remember being like, oh shit, I gotta roll and stuff to be I had to be like, oh, I have to go evasive different ways now. Like it just like definitely like I was using that as a crutch for sure. Just knowing that was what I, all I needed to do. That's all I did. Yeah, I, so yeah. I, I I didn't learn about dead drifting until mm -hmm. the day it was passed. So <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I've just missed out on so much. <laughs> and also because you know, like we're saying, this divide between you know, console and like almost PC or Discord players, the knowledge doesn't get passed from one to the other. Even if it is put on Reddit or whatever, people don't truly understand, I think, even. How... Plus the amount of trolls on Reddit and Facebook and just unpleasantness puts people... Like, I only read it because it's funny mm -hmm. half the time. But like, I don't... I wouldn't put anything sincere on either because troll posts... <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it here and there. I try to be, I try to let it, you know, I get it sometimes when it, <laughs> when people in my, on my posts there, because I post a lot to the Facebook and the Reddit, but I try to let it roll off my back for the most part. But sometimes it does like, I'm like, oh, it hurt a little bit. You got to kind of take it with a grain of salt because yeah, you're right. It is, it is Reddit. So when it comes to just like actually playing on the controller, do you have any thoughts about you know the power the power man using the basic power management that you think are important? Maybe people are missing out. What have you done? What did you do? How do you practice? Like like, I feel like you even have a routine. Yeah, so like I when like I saw boost skipping was the first thing that really changed the game for me. Mm -hmm. I just saw someone do it, and Scott Walker he uses basic power management mm -hmm. and he's an insanely good player. So like, so if he can do it, I just I can do it, no problem. That is my sort of mentality to it. So, um, I went when I wanted to learn something. I just went into dogfights where I didn't where it didn't really matter too much, and I just practiced for like a few hours until I got the muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And then like you can gasp and boost skip without really thinking about it or mm -hmm. concentrating too hard. Mm -hmm. But once you've got mu it's all muscle memory, once muscle memory is there, you can add in crazy like barrel rolls, loopy loops, whatever you want to do, and still maintain your boost like. The secret is just having plenty of boost when you need it. Mm -hmm. Same with all your powers, having yeah. shields when you need it, having lasers when just about power management. And if, like Fenkar said, if it's not 95% efficiency, that's 
almost all of it. And nobody's perfect with power management. So I don't think if I had, say if I ha could suddenly have advanced power management, I don't think it'd make that much difference. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit for field skipping. Yeah. But... Maybe, and drifting, maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah, and the defender is probably not going to change the thing, change the game that much. Do you feel limited by your ship choices at all because of that? Like, do you feel like if um, you have to be in a oh, defender really. or anything or any priority yeah. there? Theoretically, it'd be easy for me on Empire and a TIE Fighter because there's only two systems. Yeah. I um, I don't. I haven't learned support very well. I'm I, I'm terrible, but I don't really care because I don't want to play support. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, that may. I mean, that's the only ship I really think multi drifting makes that much difference. Like in support, but yeah. I don't want to play support. So that like, I mean, if I was a support player, maybe I'd be frustrated. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's worth it to honestly like just looking at it. I just don't know if it's worth playing support on on console. That sounds terrible. Like console controller, I just don't know if it can be done. I mean, I tried to do it for a while, and I just I said I quit it. I quit it. Right? Like I just ran for I ran from the role just because of the way the game kind of came along. It became very uh about the support player staying in very deep and drifting around. And honestly, without multi drift in a support ship, that's very difficult to do uh shields without shield skipping even it's very it's, it seems almost impossible to do because that's like the biggest thing i i find that support players are, are using to stay alive maybe you describe oh this scrambler shield combo yeah yeah i mean yeah that is what it is like a lot of people on console are really sour about shield skipping multi-drifting um so should they be in the game probably not are they in the game? Yeah. So, like, I can either get angry about it or I can just learn to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, I decided just, um, I like the game regardless of these things. So, I'm just gonna, like, there's ways to kill support players and everybody's doing it. So, it's not like it's uneven. Mm -hmm. And I can kill most support players if I really try. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a few that are really pa painful to kill, but they're not just painful to kill because I'm on a console. They're just painful to kill because they're painful to kill. Like, yeah, shooting ham and angels is. Not a fun experience. <laughs> I don't even forget about it. <laughs> Hitting him with a stray laser is more chance than actually going for him for me. Uh, I do wonder, so all year too, you've been doing, you know, you've been playing PK. You went from like the A-Wing to like the, you know, X-Wing and Defender now. What are your thoughts on like PK as it's gone throughout the year? How have you felt about it? So in Operation 1, I would rack up kill after kill after kill. Operation 2, it suddenly became so much harder and a little bit ridiculous. Some of that was the dead drifting, and some of that was just that people got better at evading once they learned to maintain their boost. And I think it was the boost nerf that completely killed the A-Wing for me. It just didn't have the punch I wanted. I know some, there are some really good A-Wings. Mm -hmm. Second, I realized that I could... I mean, I was dunking people a little bit earlier before it really caught on. Mm -hmm. Second, like, I could start getting rid of people out, especially defenders who didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. <laughs> yeah. But I can't tell I'm missed on an A-wing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the defender at first, I was so stoked because that's my favorite ship in law. I was like, this is going to be great when it comes out. And I picked it up, took it out in a game. I was like, this ship is horrible to fly. I hate it. I'm never <laughs> going to play it again. And I just, I, I just went back straight back to the tie interceptor. I hated the defender. So I saw like, I am, um, I, I was the lucky fifth and gas in their smurfs, and I saw these four tie defenders just fly off 
against this stack that was kicking my ass all the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, crap, because I wasn't paying much attention because I was kind of a bit down. I was about to get beaten up for like the third time in a row. I didn't pick my ship. I was like, oh, I'm in a TIE fight. I'm going to go back in and get an interceptor. I came back out and like this... um, Account called Tie Defender had racked up five kills. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Later, someone told me that was gas, and like that was just. I was like, oh, okay, that maybe the ship is good. And I sat in dogfights for about eight hours till I worked out how to fly it. That's kind of the. You know, I kind of feel that's the thing in this game. Anytime I'm lacking in some area, I really just need to re- focus on it. Usually, I do it in customs or something like that. Maybe do custom dogfights and just spend a bunch of time like that just learning it that's like seems like the biggest thing in this game is just spending the time on the and i guess it's not just that spending the time it's spending the time on learning the right way to play because people do get lost playing incorrectly i think yeah i mean like i like to play like in the daytime we play for a bit of fun grind mm-hmm. a bit of rank and then like most of our practice in orange squadron is custom yeah and it like it makes a difference because like our bombers have gone from I can drop them within about three seconds to oh my god I'm having to work for these skills now like yeah it makes a and, huge difference like, I and that's like the difference between like just before Calca um SCL we were getting we were getting stomped consistently mm-hmm. we're actually like taking games off people like we took a game off in the Calca off a fracture which was huge for us it really is yeah it shows the I think it shows the growth there I'm curious. When it comes to console control, do you think the Defender is like the best ship to mitigate that, like whatever 5% difference? I don't know, because I don't play... I mean, in theory, it would be mm-hmm. like a TIE Fighter, because you can just shunt charge. I do, you know what, yeah. I mean, I had someone say that to me the other day, that they don't think console players can shunt charge. I was like, no, that's... that's I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> that, they, that's the one thing they have. That is like they, that is their their pathway to pinballing at the highest level. Yeah, so I didn't think I could uh-huh. at first because the way your standard controller is setting out, like before you remap, mm-hmm. is you have to hold square, which interrupts your drift. It will stop your drift dead. Mm-hmm. So you've actually got to change it to tap and double tap mm-hmm. because if if not, you'll be dead drifting. You'll push square and it'll stop you dead. Yeah, to change system. So I was like, oh, I can't shunt charge until someone, until I just happened to, I think Chicken Mojo told me, like, just change it to tap and double tap. And all yeah, of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I just have so much energy now. Yeah. I actually like this to have it on my, my D-pad down is where I have it. I have mine, like, really basic. Like, I didn't change, I didn't change mm-hmm, that much mm-hmm. from the original. I just uh, I took, I got rid of free lock because I accidentally turn it on sometimes. And yeah. it was horrible. I put boost on the trigger. And then just change like shield movement and shunting to tap and double tap. Yeah. So that it's quicker as well. I mm-hmm. mean, like the first week it was horrible because I'd shunt the wrong way and put my shields the wrong way. Once I got it in my head exactly where to put everything, that was no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly just, the same thing. It was more focusing shields that is weird than to me. I'm like, which way is double tap? Which way is, you know, <laughs> that, that thing? Yeah, I can't even remember off the top, but I just remember it from muscle for pick up my control. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one tap is backwards, two taps is forwards, mm-hmm. holds um balance. Uh, the other thing that I do too is I like having so I have two actually my down and my X button are both the same because I use controller remapping to do it, so I can all alternate uh those buttons to get out of disables by using those. It just it maximizes, so it keeps oh, me as quick cool. as the. Uh, whoever's like the 
as the whoever's that it makes me be able to get out of the disables as fast as the PC players when I do it that way. That's really neat. I I cannot do that unfortunately, but I know um, that's the only. I'm trying to think of any way to do it. You can't really do it on a basic mapping because you I can't double think... in guns. They replace. I mean, like. I don't get dunked too often, and if I do, I just spam X, and I usually get out of the <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. And... The only way that it helps right now is in the ties, the fighters or bombers, because if I get dunked in a they... Y-Wing, it's about shield skipping. It's not about, you know what I mean? It's just like, I just need, I can you can tank it in those, whereas like, I need to be very evasive afterwards in those shields, ships. Yeah, I mean, like, stuff like that, there's counters to that, so... I worked out, like, everybody takes ray shields, and they will shield skip after a dunk with the reinforced fly wing. So I'm just going to take a concussion missile, and that, nine times out of ten, just gets the killing blow, and y wing still dies. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, like, it's got to be a bit more creative, but I feel like that's made me slightly better, because I don't rely on anything. I just have to work out how to counter. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm working on support players that are... the uh, terribly hard to hit, but they're always going to be terribly hard to hit. So, like, that is just what it is. Like, they like, you can watch, like, other teams find them frustrating to shoot at as well. Like, it's because they're super good, not mm -hmm. because they, because everybody says exploit this, exploit that. Are they bugs? Yeah, but, like, if everybody can use them, like, you can't be angry at someone for multi drifting if you dead drift. That's not meant to be in the game either. Mm, yeah, it's pretty hard to yeah make that argument when everyone's pretty much doing that same thing. And like you're saying, you're you know on a on a console. Do you think it would be possible to put together five console players? Um, I can think like same playing, same playing from uh, Baywatch. He's incredibly incredibly good support, and he is not mo he cannot multi drift. So yeah. I just went back to our point. And he's very good. Maybe Bird like. From... Oh, okay, okay. So here, let's do it. Like, we, we should stack. I could do bomber, maybe tie with tie bomber. I could do for sure. We get you, you know, Bird Brain. Maybe pull Chuko out of retirement. Find out where he is, and then we go. We got a five uh, stack. Yeah. AJ, like there's there's really good console players out there. Mm -hmm. like, when that console league came out, I was like. Oh, I'm glad I'm going to zero throttle and just exploit the crap out of what I can just to show that we can do everything just as well as anyone else. Yeah. Like, it sort of faded like I thought it would. But yeah. I, I didn't think a console only league was the right thing. I think we should all like play together and work together. I think so. I just think it would be interesting as a demonstration to try to do a really like a five stack of consoles competing against, you know what I mean? As a demo almost. That would be kind of interesting to showcase like, oh, hey, look, maybe these two sides can actually play head-to-head -head, and it's not about that it's just about being the best at yeah. the mechanics of the game yeah i mean like we can definitely get all like five of us together we'll just go into ladder one day and just yeah see if we can do a throttle launch the old uh, launch the old 601 time bomb account <laughs> that one with all all the uh, rank or whatever all the levels Oh, that's a fun point. This is actually my second account on here because mm. my first account was called Deathstab. Right. One day, um, I got signed out of EA. They're like the EA servers went down. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll just play it tomorrow. Next day, couldn't log in. I said, like, okay, maybe they're still down. Next day, can log in. I was like, message EA, and they're like, that's a problem. I was like, I know there's a problem, and they said we'll fix it soon. <laughs> Two weeks later, they still hadn't fixed it. Three weeks later, they hadn't fixed it. So I just like, fuck it, I'm making a new account. Which is where um, this one came, and it was just a generic PSN that came up. So it's like, yeah, I'll take that. That's why my name is Nat Seven Han. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you get the not, not Han from uh, from Benkar and all the uh, 
fasting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Which was funny uh-huh, when I was... No. But then he randomly does call you Nathan, like, in-game, I noticed, when I, when I was going through and looking at it, which kind of made me laugh, so he is intentionally... I, I didn't realize it was intentionally not hot. <laughs> I, I, it must be intentional. It was so mm-hmm. funny. Like, um, yeah, like, there's absolutely no reason to play, like, be on console and think you can't get good. Mm-hmm. Like, I've played, like, especially when there was, like, in the heyday of this game, like, Operation 2 and 3, like, Scout was on stream... Pop into a chat, say, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah, come play. And, like, the best way to play the game is to play with people better than you and against people better than you. That's why we, like, set up scrims against teams like IG, Cabin Angels. We did our splinter, but they were unavailable. Like, <laughs> well, you, yeah, you'll never play. stomp a team uh-huh. until, you, until you get stomped by a team. So, And, yeah, people hate that. Like, honestly, some people just hate that, right? Like, that's not why they play video games. But, I mean, that's what I love. I love being not good at something and then learning to be better at it. Like, that that progression of stuff is actually what I enjoy about video games. And you can't... You kind of got to be bad to get good. You're better off to actually play the right way badly and lose, learn... And get good that way, because if you just play bad and are doing okay, you'll never you'll be do fine, but you'll never get better. I remember like Operation Two. I ran into Rancor like with some friends, and we got destroyed. And I was like, I literally, my friends like, we can't play like that. It's impossible. <laughs> and then like at the stage now, it's like, yeah, we're in the same ballpark as these. Like mm-hmm. they just learned the game, and now mm-hmm. we've learned the game, and now mm-hmm. it's just about learning and practicing. Like Rancor, a great squad, no doubt, but we can be just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, like you just got to keep your like where you want to go. So, do I want to be able to like next Cal Cup? We said we want to take some games off some big teams, mm-hmm. like really surprise people. That's the goal. Maybe, maybe we'll get really far, like top eight. We can, we can do it if we practice. Same right. like any team. And you know what? The thing that I like though now too is you see teams like I'm gonna uh, like Typhoon. You know, they're a team just like totally kind of coming up right now, and you know people. You see them now as like you know a team who's like could be in that next level. They made like a top twelve on the last Cal Cup event, made the date the, the cut, right? Like their team was definitely on that level. So it's great. That's what I love seeing new teams come up. So it's possible they just have to like take the lumps a little bit to learn. Like yo, shut it. New Republic, another team does all the competitive events. Still, they're playing. Too. They're in there, right? Like there's teams who are just are doing it right. Like they're maybe not making the cut yet, but they could if they just keep at it. Like play the playing the right way. Yeah, like the best example is Kevin Angel Gold, who like just sudden like the reason they got so good is because they five stack and play as a team and practice, learn everybody learns what they need to do, and then like they're taking games off a of Splinter, they want a Cow Cup, mm-hmm. they want the Gideon Cup, like they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they That's know. The what do you see? Uh in the future for like you know squadrons here moving forward in the in the game in the next bit like for the future what would you like to see in a future squadrons game is really my question um i think squadrons will last longer than people say i mm-hmm. think after the comp um comps are all finished up and we say if there's no more sponsors a lot of the comp teams will go mm-hmm. but then the casual the more casual player base and then you have the people that just love the game because we haven't got an alternative to this game no because like they're a world of difference between the arcade systems and Battlefront. 
So you'll have people like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. People were playing that for years after they said it was dead mm -hmm. because there was no alternative and they loved the game. Squadrons 2, I would like um, advanced power management just to be something that anybody can have like w without having to map stuff. Um, I do think the issue there, could, they didn't foresee how important the power management would be, so its placement is a little, yeah, yeah ill-conceived in some ways. But they just they couldn't realize, yeah. like, the boost button, they couldn't realize. They set it up more for like thinking like a first-person shooter translating over, which totally works with that way. Yeah, I just like the little bugs that they found throughout the game. Mm -hmm. Find like, what caused them like shot tethering issues, fix all the little problems, and the game's amazing. Like, mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna say take multi drifting out because that's like it would be nice if it like, hmm. If, in a that's future game, they should definitely not have something like that. Or if it was yeah. a, if it was an actual thing that's supposed to be there, then not. I mean anything that is in there should be available for everyone to use, right? Like, that's, that's the only thing with it. Maybe... And the, also, I'd like it to say roughly, like, it not to be, like, TTK, time to kill, is high. Yeah. Because if I've got to have instant time to kills and load, like, constant PK games, but, like, it takes 26 seconds to respawn, so a casual player is going to spend most of their game in the hangar. Yeah. That's not the experience. So TTK needs to be... Actually, how it is, I like the game. I I, I do like, too. Um, I do too. I just I can't believe people want to return to that at all. It it baffles me. Uh, they just because they think they're the killers. They're going to be the killers, but they're not. Not everyone can be that, right? It's going to be this. It's like you're saying. It's twenty six seconds till you're back out there. I hated November. <laughs> I'd like auxiliary like bombing auxiliaries to do more to fr like frigates and capships to die less to lasers, and you need to use. Like clever bombing runs, stuff like that. Just be cool. Yeah. Oh, so I guess you can beefy beef your shields. Beefy your shields, I guess, then for that reason. Beefier shields. I would probably downplay shields if it was me and downplay lasers and mm. downplay hulls. Yeah. And make auxiliary, like, bomb, like, proton bombs, proton torps worth so much more. Uh -huh. So, like, there is more pressure on you to stop the bombers. But there's also more. But if you get that bombing run off, you've done a good job. Like, mm. got, got good amount of damage. Yeah. Because. Do you remember in Operation 1 where on Yavin, SLEs, the flagships would broadside? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that since, like, we were, since everybody learned how to play the game. There's no time from the broadside. Like, funny to me, actually, because my friend was like, um, chat, he played, came on and played the game the other day, and he was like, yeah, like, I love it when the, um, the flagships turn on SLEs. It's like, oh, wait, I forgot that actually happened. Like, we haven't seen that in so long. Like, I guess when, but yeah, I don't even know I what also, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Actually, I'm trying to think of this. <laughs> Operation what? If you if forget, this is back when we had like 30 minute long game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The um star destroyer goes sideways, so broadsides the MC75. They turn. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it used to be like I guess yeah. There you'd be like we gotta take out this shield gen first because it's so hard to get out of the other one or whatever, right? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. The way. And same. <laughs> Like, yeah, that was the... I have to try and remember which way they turn, because a couple mm -hmm. turn different ways. That's right, I and totally then forgot about that. Shield gen, whereas, I'm kind of glad the 30-minute games aren't a thing, because mm -hmm. a 30-minute game where you still lose sucks. <laughs> whereas, if you lose in 10 minutes, it's kind of like, yeah, whatevs. Oh my goodness, especially because, oh yeah, like, I had the worst experiences where, like, we get stomped twice in a row by Death Watch, then we're like, okay, you know what, we're not going to search now. We'd search, we wouldn't find a game. 
search timeout wouldn't find a game death watch would come out of their game we'd be searching again we get death watch again so we would have spent three <laughs> hours playing death watch three times all losses it was the worst experience i feel like i would much rather get mr annoying orange nathan pinballer last name <laughs> that's the wang bites comment right there <laughs> yeah. um yeah like just like the main part of the game is to try and enjoy it and you uh -huh. can enjoy it in whatever way you feel like so when people say like when you go into a dog fight like oh, you can't shoot these people they're new to the game it's like where's a dog fight what am i supposed to do like just <laughs> yeah. like I came, like, usually if I go into a dog fight, it's because I'm playing by myself and I had a bad day and I just want to shoot someone. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, not even personal, it's a dog fight. <laughs> um, same with fleet battles, like, when people say, like, learn to play the game and have fun with it. I got destroyed at the start, I got the hang of it. it it's how it is. Like, obviously, if you purposefully don't finish an MC-75 to buff your KD, that's not cool. But, like, if someone's in the way of the shield gen, you need them out the way, like, level 5, level 500, like, you need to kill them. That mm -hmm. is the game. Yeah. I just say, yeah, that's always been my thing. It's just, like, just, just play the game. Don't don't worry about it too much, right? Like, just play the game. I mean, you don't have to go, exactly. Don't go out of your way to, like, add your KD. I mean, when it comes <laughs> to dogfights, too, like, I've honestly played so little dogfights. I mean, I played tons off the start. Like, for the first month, that's all I played. I didn't even touch fleet battles because I just wanted... I felt like fleet battles was this scary place. There was rank. I felt like it mattered. It was the competitive mode, whereas dogfights just felt like this casual thing. You drop in. No one really cared, right? Like, it was kind of fun. It was fun to play them. I don't know. It was much better that way, but... Um, I... Sorry? Go ahead. Like, just as long as you're having fun, just do what you want to do. Like, that's the main thing of the game. I know some people wanted to do the whole no multi-drift league or whatever mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Was. But I was like, I don't think that's, this is the game they want to play. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, like, I appreciate it, but, like, I get it. But it sounds like they would rather play XVT. Yeah, it which, does. Which, like... It's not this game, whereas a lot of people thought this game would be another XVT. But, like, the drifting functions are just, like, what makes this game unique, and it stops that horrible turn fight that we used to get in Operation 1 before we don't have the drift well. Mm -hmm. Like, when you get, you're trying to tail someone, they start turning, and then you start turning, and you're just circling each other, and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And could, people didn't really understand how to use the boost to, like, break it and, yeah, draw free. It was a lot of, like, turreting bombers, too, for that reason. <laughs> oh my god uh the old days it's pretty funny i miss that I, I, I miss flying it but i don't miss shooting it 4k bomber i mean it kind of feels that way now because the bomber i mean it reminds me of it now but i the bomber is so strong in the solo queue against a lot of people unless you have you know like Beacons any yeah lower level people in there just don't know what to do against like a wings most a wings in fleet battles just do not know what to do against a bomber it's it's hilarious actually just to watch them try and joust you feel bad you're like i have to kill you now because you're annoying me yeah like um oh this but oh when they take the joust like yeah even when, I'm, even when i'm going in obj heavy i can't like i cannot resist an a wing joust when they come flying at me <laughs> like i can't help myself they have to pop I don't know, it's because they were like, like A-Wings with terrors in the first two ops with their yeah. overloaded shields and just how powerful they were. 
the double then, rockets. Now they're just a leaf on the wind, I guess. Like nothing. But <laughs> I like the game state a lot. Could it be better? Yeah, sure. But like, considering we got no dev support, like, and there's ways of having fun customs. Like you can you can play the game how you want to play the game. Mm -hmm. But the issue is, pe other pe people will play the game how they want to play the game. So if you're going into ranked. The rules that you have decided are right aren't someone else's rules, which is what upsets a lot of people. I mean, that's just how competitive kind of goes, though, too, right? Like, people have this, like, personal rule set. They're like, this code, they're like, this is my code. And it's like, oh, they're breaking my code. That's cheap or something. I remember that's what people used to always say. That's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but things I don't like in the game, but, like, I don't hold it again. Like, I don't like multi-drifting, but... I don't hold it against people that multi-drift because it's available to them and it mm -hmm. helps. Yeah. So, like, I'd probably do it if I could. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I guess I haven't set it up, but I would, I guess, if I, if I wasn't so lazy or had so many issues with it. Yeah, there's lots of little things you can do to make the game, like, enjoyable for yourself. Like, play against people that are better than you, get destroyed, work out what they do differently to you, and, like, if you're solo queuing and you're with a bunch of level fives, you're gonna lose, mm -hmm. so don't get mad at them because they don't have to play. Like, especially when they're really new, it's like their second or first fleet battle. Like, oh, this guy's got average seventeen deaths. It's gonna be horrible. Of course he does. Oh, another thing that like, you do—we we all did in Operation <laughs> One. We all did in Operation One. Another thing that you do is you watch, uh, you know, players that are, you know, you're like, hey, this player's killing it. What are they doing? You'll watch their stream to actually see how they're playing and things they'll do and a lot of times you'll tell you you know kind of report back you're like oh, i was checking it out and you know they were doing this or that yeah like i like i like to know so like avenger one i took his j hook because i thought that was that that's a really good maneuver mm -hmm. gal i got the boost skipping and just generally how he moves around the field shunt charging and then i watched hard for how because the way he dunks people is incredible like he like he's already like it's hard to describe. But it's like he's already assumed he's got the dunked, and he started drifting to get nose on target. Where mm. I've had this bad habit of making sure they're dunked, and then watching them just drift straight past me. Right. So I've started putting that into practice now. Like, if you if you want to be able to do something, just watch someone who can already do it and work out what they're doing, or ask them. Like, there's loads of cool people in this community. If you go, how do I do this? Like, like this. Mm -hmm. like, oh, awesome. Well, everyone, yeah, it's super open to that, and. You know, I know that you've streamed a little bit. That's definitely something that you should uh, definitely get into doing more. Where can people check out your streams and everything? I'm on Twitch. Um, mm -hmm. Send you the link in a second. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll I, put I, it in the. I'll put it in the description below your Twitch. But it's what's pretty much. Your, is, there, is it the death stab one? Uh, no, it's um nat zero six seven. Oh, okay. That's my PS. Yeah, so his name, his known name in the game as well. So we'll put it. We'll put that in the description there. Yeah, and like. The best thing you can do when you get the game is like find people that are good and then find people regardless of how good they are you like playing with like like the um orange lineup right now like it's just fun <laughs> yeah. all the time even if you have a bad game having fun and like we take the piss out of each other <laughs> but we also help each other out like yeah definitely we're a good crew orange squadron yeah, I'm glad. I like everything that we built there on this uh, this Discord and this team. It, it's a good time for sure. Yeah, like uh, like Fencar said, we're a wholesome group. <laughs> we try. We try. We we have fun. We have fun. 
All right, I think that's yeah. pretty much. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, Nathan, man, thank you so much for doing this podcast. I'm trying to do this for a bit. Glad we could get it done. Yeah, sure, anytime. All right, and thank you everybody for checking out the stream here and the podcast. We'll check you out next time. Five on the Star Wars Squadron podcast. Five on the Star Wars Squadron.